Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. I can search, yeah. oh, I can search for all eternity, Lord, and find there is none like you. Oh, you are crucified, crucified, yeah. laid behind the stone, Lord, you You took the fall, Lord. You took the fall, and thought of Lord, you thought of us. You thought of us so kind. That's why we sing. You were crucified, crucified. took the fall and thought of me, you thought of me, above my God, you were crucified, you took the fall, you lay behind and you lay, you lay to die, reject You took a fall and thought of me, Lord. You thought of my Abba. We say crucified, crucified, and laid behind. Oh, Lord, you were late. You laid 
live to die Rejected and you were alone like a rose You were trampled on, you were trampled on the ground You took the fall, you took a fall You did not deserve to do it You did not have to do it, oh God You did not have to do it, oh God Like a rose, like a rose Trampled on the ground you took the fall and thought of me and I stand I stand in all of you Lord I stand I stand Oh, in all of you, Lord, only God, to hold all praises to you, Lord, I stand in all of you, oh, I stand, I stand, Lord, I Love you, Lord. I stand, I stand in all, in all, in all, in all. Holy God, oh Lord, I praise you. I stand in all, I stand. Lord, we stand. I stand. I stand in honor of you, Lord. I stand. I stand. I stand in honor of you, my Lord. Only God, our to love, our praise is you. I stand in all of you, only God, only God, only God, I do praise is you, I stand in all of you. Just for a moment, think about the goodness of the Lord. Think about the greatness of our God. Think about the kindness, the kindness of our God. Who does not deal with us as we deserve? Who does not deal with us as we deserve? Who does not deal with us as we deserve, oh God? Only God to you, oh God. All praise is due. All our praise is due. All our worship is due. You deserve it, oh God. You deserve it, oh God. You deserve it, oh God. We will stand in all of you, oh God. We will stand in all of you, oh God. From crossing and from year unto year. From grace unto grace. From glory unto glory. Oh, what a beautiful God we serve. What a wonderful God we serve. What a magnificent God we serve. Oh, we will 
we'll sing your praises tonight. We'll sing your praises tonight. Our praises to you. Oh, take your praise tonight. Take your worship tonight. Take your adoration tonight. We are not a rush of God. We are not a rush of God. We really want to adore you tonight because you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy, O God. You are worthy, O God. You are worthy, O God. Balosi kalabaloka tika ya baba. Rekobili bresi atori bleki antaba. Rekaba baba sita ha. Rekoli apayanti likiza teke a. Rekoli kizikiti kalabole baba. Rekoblosi tika. Ina bosi kiki manta lebroso tika. You are the holy king. We give you praise. I just know that God is God is telling His church. That if if I'm telling you to expect a series of victories, it means that I have victory plans yes. for you. I have victory plans yes, for you. My plans are not evil. My plans are not bad. But my plans have victories in them for you. Several of them, oh God. And Father, we say thank you. We say thank you, oh God. Thank you for victory plans. Thank you that you have strategies for us. You have blueprints for us. You have calls for us to advance, to advance and to move forward, oh God. We adore you, Master, oh God. We give you glory, oh God. We give you honor, oh God. Only you are due of our worship, oh God. Only you are due of our adoration, oh God. Holy God, to of is you, I stand in awe of you. You are worthy of it all. Oh, you are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. All from you are all things, and to you are all things, and to you are all things, and you deserve the glory. Yeah, you are worthy, Lord. You are worthy of it all. Oh, you are worthy, God. You are worthy of it Come from you and, and to you are all things, yeah. And you deserve the glory, yeah. You are worthy, yeah. You are worthy of it all. Oh, you are worthy, God. You are worthy of it all. Oh, You are worthy, you are worthy. It's oh, yeah, you, you are worthy of it all. Oh, 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 you are wor
For reminding us, oh God, that all good and perfect gifts comes from the Father from above, in whom there's no shadow or variation. All good and perfect things come from you, oh God. You are the source of all good things. You are the source of all great things. You are the source of all victorious things. And you are the source of our victories, oh Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the wonderful plans you have for us. They cover every area of our lives, oh God. And Lord, grant us your grace to continually walk in them as we worship you, as we receive from you. We know we are never going to be the same. We are going to imbibe into us your word, oh God. And God, to move us from grace unto grace, from glory unto glory. We thank you. We exalt you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Very powerful. As we put our hands together, let's keep putting our hands together and welcome God's servant for this house. I've missed him so much. Amen. Reverend Gilbert Asama. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Our dear God and Father, we want to thank you so much for loving us. Father, your love is the food that our souls feed on. Without your love, we will be lost. And the assurance of your love is healing for our minds. We are able to be at peace because we know that your love for us is unconditional. And whether we jump this way or that way or bump ourselves against things, come into your presence and we receive the assurance of your acceptance our soul is restored and we are at peace we ask you to continue to instruct us in the ways of the spirit bring us into deeper revelations of your word bring us to encounters with Christ and your, 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 your Holy Spirit May we be able to see the secrets, the secrets you have ordained for our glory, so that we would actually experience what you ordained before the world began. That we shall be a people of glory and of power. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. We thank the Lord. Bible says all things work together for good. 
as I, I was praying, I realized that there's a certain atmosphere that the music also creates. Amen. Amen. So that if you don't take care, you keep praying and you forget about preaching. So, so let's all support the music ministry. Hallelujah. And um, encourage people to join the choir. And encourage our children and encourage people to um, invest in it. Because I was just I was praying to God, but I realized that an atmosphere has been created that has made the prayer easy. Yesterday we were at the, I was at the east side leading prayer. And after a point, I realized that the people are tired. And I am hammering away and praying and praying. I realized that it's not working. And I wanted to raise a song. And I remembered no, I didn't remember Sister Felicia's face. I didn't remember Sister Felicia's face, but I, I know myself. Because before you know it, you raise a song and that will make things worse. People will rather fall asleep. So I called LP member. I said, come and lead in a song. After she came to lead in a song, people were revived. And then we prayed for another half an hour before we closed. Hallelujah. So you see that all things work together. Do you get it? The, 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 you can have a very well-cooked food but if you, do, you forget to put salt in it, people cannot eat it. But the salt quantity in comparison with the main meal is very small. But without it, you cannot eat the food. Amen. And so I pray that God will give me a chance to come one of your choir rehearsals. And then I will speak to the people. It's on my heart. I've been thinking about it. It's on my heart. That's we are supposed to create a mass choir in the Columbus region. A mass choir. So that one day we will have a program. Do you get it? That this place cannot house us. We will have to go, we will have to go and rent a big auditorium somewhere. Hallelujah. It's going to happen for us in the name of Jesus. Wonderful. Victory secrets. A secret is something that it's not obvious to everyone. Is that not so? And we are going to continue on the series we started. Six reasons why you must discover the secret of God. And this is from chapter one of the book, Victory Secrets. The chapter title is Victory Secret number one. What is a victory secret? But we are titling this series, Six Reasons Why You Must Discover the Secret of God. And then we began to give definitions. Can you tell me one definition? A victory secret is what? A, a victory secret is a secret that will make you into a living legend or a living wonder. Hallelujah. Okay, who can give me another definition? A victory secret is the secret of God. Hallelujah. We gave three, I believe. What's the third one? It's a revelation that brings you the victory. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Okay, there was another one. Tell us. Amen. A revelation from the Holy Spirit that can make a difference in your life's work and ministry. Hallelujah. Alright. And so, I want us to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I believe last week we only touched on the first point, which was life and death depend on what? Your discovery 
of the secret of God. And we learned about Daniel. How the people were on the rampage, killing the, the, the magicians. The magicians who couldn't tell Nebuchadnezzar his dream. And therefore, he said, you guys are liars. You guys have been collecting paycheck. You are, you, are, you, are, you are fake magicians. So they started killing them. And they were going, I don't know whether, whether they were going by alphabetical order. You know, if it is alphabetical, alphabetical order and it is uh, uh, by last name, I will tell them my name is Mr. Gilbert. So that I had to be G. By the time they reach me, I would have run away. Amen. But Daniel heard that, hey, they are killing the people. And so he was able to convince the guy, look, allow me to speak to the king. Because this thing, the way it is, if the Lord doesn't intervene, we are all going to die. Hallelujah. But look at the scripture, 1 Corinthians 2, and let's start from verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4. And my preaching and my what? And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of, of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. We are talking about secrets of God. Hallelujah. And Paul is telling the Corinthians that when I came to you, I did not come with enticing words of human wisdom, which is what all of us have been raised on. We have been raised on human wisdom. Hallelujah. But Paul is saying, keep in mind that the person who is writing this is not a person without human wisdom. As a matter of fact, the guy was very learned. Amen. Okay, let's go to the next verse. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Our faith must stand in the power of God. Alright? How be it, we are going all the way to verse 7. How be it, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. So I want you to see something. The verse before said, your faith must stand in the power of God. So you may think that we, we are not interested in wisdom. Do you get it? You might think, that, okay, the power of God, the power of God. We, there is also a wisdom package for the believer. Hallelujah. Our faith must stand in the power of God. But then it says that how be it? In other words, nevertheless, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Or another way to say is that we speak wisdom among those who are mature. The word perfect there is mature. We speak wisdom among those who are mature. So in other words, this type of wisdom that God is giving us through victory secrets, the secrets that God is bringing us into, to bring us into what? Into a series of victories. Hallelujah. It, it is not for the common man. It's not for everyday people. It's for the mature. It's for the perfect. The word perfect, that doesn't mean sinless perfection. It means maturity. Hallelujah. And so, the more you grow spiritually, the more you will be able to what? Link up and sync up with the wisdom of God. The more you reject the wisdom of God, when the wisdom of God is coming and it seems counterintuitive, it seems opposite to the way you think, and you reject it and you fight it, it's a sign that you are what? Still growing. You are not mature. But this wisdom is among those who are what? Mature. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to nothing. The wisdom of the princes of this world come to nothing. It is, it is sad that people and all our learning we still have gaps and we still have things that we haven't discovered hallelujah and we, last week we watched the little video clip about the Egyptian pyramid, the great pyramid of Giza is that not so? and we discovered that the great Egyptologists cannot understand how so much tons of things 
could have been built by man. And so there must be a technology that is lost. Hallelujah. All right. Let's add verse 7. Is that, the, is that the last verse? We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Yeah, okay. We speak, we speak. So he said that it's not the wisdom of man, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The wisdom of God is in a mystery. Mystery here means hidden. It's not lying on the surface for everybody to see. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. I got a certain yesterday when I heard about this. That God ordained a certain wisdom hid in a mystery. When did he ordain it? Yesterday? Before the world began. Which means that long, long, long ago, before your parents met each other. Amen. And before their parents met each other. And if you cascade back all the way to Adam, before the world began, before Adam and Eve, God ordained a certain wisdom which he hid. For who? It says he ordained it unto our glory. Hallelujah. Another word for ordained means appoint. Amen. Like a, a person is appointed ordination. You are ordained. You are ordained to do something. Ordination is, is, is intended for a purpose. Amen. So the wisdom God has ordained, it is not intended to sit somewhere. It is ordained unto what? Our glory. Our glory means our advancement. It means our promotion. It means our beautification. God is into, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the people at, uh, on, on, when you go beyond the 270, on uh, 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 Moss Road, what is the company that is there? What do we call them? Limited brands. Those people are not the true beautification company. Do you get it? God, bad, bad, uh, 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 and, and who else is into beautification? Which other companies? Avon. All those, when you compare, God himself is the original inventor of beautification. Amen. And his beautification doesn't fade away. Amen. His beautification project that he is planning for us is eternal. But it starts here and now. And it, it comes by what? A deep secret that has been hid from others. But you are special. You are going to find out. Amen. We are talking about victory secrets. Uh, is somebody interested in victory secrets? Yeah. You see, if you are part of a house, if you are part of a, a, a family, you know secrets that other people don't know. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. One day, a certain brother came to our house. I don't know. I think he came to visit. And as we were watching TV, my son David was probably three or so. He pulled that brother aside. And he said, do you want to know the secret password to our Wi-Fi in this house? He said, he said I, I, I don't want to know, but if, if, he, he said, I can tell you, I know the secret. And do you want to know the secret that David told the person? He said, the secret password to our house is daddy's big tummy. <laughs> Which, by the way, wasn't true. <laughs> who, who in the right man would use that as a Wi-Fi password? We, I had not made that, but I don't know whether it is a TV program or something. But he told Pastor Francis, it was Pastor Francis who came to visit. He said, The secret password to our Wi Fi in our house is Daddy's big tummy. <laughs> and I'm sure he believed him because he's a member of the house, so he knows the secret. When you are outside, when you are not from the house, you are not entitled to the secrets of the house. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? And so now, life and death 
depend on your discovery of the what? Secret of God. Number two. We are moving on to number two. But before that, Bishop gave the analogy about the great plague that happened in the uh, Middle Ages. A lot of Europeans died because they had not discovered antibiotics. Hallelujah. So that, that, that thing that had not been discovered caused a lot of deaths. But today, we take it for granted. You get it? Today, we take it for granted. Now, the discovery of antibiotics, that wisdom key that God gave to somebody, has saved a lot of lives. And so think about your life, that there is an input, there, there is a certain input of God that is going to make a big difference. Sometimes small things can make a big difference. And this is what we need to be hungry for and be praying for and believing God for. The Lord, maybe it's a secret that is going to save my life. It's a secret that is going to save somebody's life. And I want to know it. I don't want to be in the dark. Hallelujah. So now, let's move on to number two. Your prosperity depends on your discovery of the secret of God. Hallelujah. Your prosperity depends on your discovery of the secret of God. Everybody wants to do well. But the, 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 the way the God of this world has designed it, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, there's something called the God of this world. He has designed distribution of the wealth of this world to advance his agenda. So that if you want to play the devil's game, because I hear that there are certain musicians who have actually signed a contract with the devil so that their music will, will, will go. We'll go far. Hallelujah. And so, the way money, money is swelling and moving from place to place under the control of principalities and powers. In this current world that we live in. Because you see, for money to come into the hands of believers, it is not in the devil's interest for we to have a lot of money. Because you want a lot of money come into your hand, you're going to think about others. Is that not so? You're going to think about how you're going to contribute to help people. You're going to think about how you're going to help healing Jesus Crusade. You're going to think about people, and the devil doesn't like that. And so he tries to keep the money among the selfish, among the greedy, selfish people. The money is drawing amongst them. Hallelujah. And it is a mystery that is happening. It's a mystery. It's like money seems to be. There's a scripture in the book of Proverbs that says, Money develops wings and can fly away. Amen. And so it means that in this present evil world that we live in, in order for you to come into what? A certain prosperity. It will take a mighty hand of God to try to siphon away some of the money that is in the control of people who are under the influence of the spirit of the power of the air. It will take God to break the cycle and try to, and try to collect some and divert it to your direction. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And, so, and so this thing eh? I mean, unless you are new in terms of trying to make money. I don't want to say too many things. <laughs> it's like everybody, you, you try this one. One person, he tried to um, he, he tried to uh, do a, a yam, a yam uh, business. I told you that story before. And the yam was stuck on the road from, I think, Tamale to Accra or something. The whole truck full of yam and it, it, it was part on the way. And he had invested all his money into it. Hallelujah. Bishop was trying to do the sun and stone contractor business. 
and he found he said i'm traveling to england but i found a reliable person to to take charge of it his father-in-law said look the way this business is it eats more money than it gives it back so unless you yourself are running it Pack the truck before you go. He said, no, 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 no. I've done the math. And he left and handed the truck to somebody. When he came back, he called the guy to say, come and do sales. They call it sales. Right. If somebody is using your car. Come and do sales. He says, uh, the sales I'm coming to do is actually a debt. <laughs> the money. He said, he, said, he, said that, he said, not only do I not have money to give you, the, the truck broke down and, and the money, all the money was used to pay and it, it wasn't enough. So we actually owe the person. Look, let me tell you, money is spiritual. The w- money is spiritual because I don't know what that money has come into your hands before and then you don't know what you use the money for and it just disappeared. And so we need God, we need to implore God to break the cycle that makes money not able to stay with us. Amen. Because, because there's, a, there's a verse in the book of Haggai. It says that, it says that the money you receive, you put in the, into bags of holes. It, it's a very sad story. Amen. And so one of the reasons why we need to know the secret of God is that there are certain secrets that God will show us that will, will, would exempt us from what is happening to the rest of the world. Because sometimes it is sad to me, it is sad to me how people of God are suffering. Have I not told you that I have I felt tempted to uh, play the lottery before? Have I not told you that? Because I feel like, ah, if I could win, uh, 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 I mean, sometimes when they are announcing that, oh, the power has reached this amount, I say, ah, I mean, it's a sofa, it's like some Kwasiebi is going to get this money. <laughs> some, some foolish guy is going to get this money and he's going to waste it. When we, when, if we have it, Brother Nicholas, we are going to use it properly. Amen. I look at that here and say, in fact, this is not fair at all. It's not fair at all. But God is going to give us a secret. Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah chapter 45. And we are going to read verse 1 to 3. Your prosperity depends on your discovery of the secret of God. Your prosperity depends on your discovery of the secret of God. Isaiah 45 verse 1. That said the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held to subdue. You know what? Do me a favor. Go to Isaiah 44. And then let's read the last two verses in Isaiah 44. And then we are going to add the first three verses in Isaiah 45. So Isaiah 44, find the last two verses. I don't know where. Okay. Because I think Cyrus was mentioned in Isaiah 44. The last few verses. Okay, that set of so look at it, Isaiah 44. That set of Cyrus, he is my shepherd. So now keep in mind that when Isaiah was writing about Cyrus, Cyrus, one who's, who was the prophet during which Israel went to Ezra? Who was the prophet? It was Jeremiah. Okay, and if you look at it closely, Isaiah came before Jeremiah. So when Isaiah was writing this, they had not gone into, into uh, exile. They are not gone into uh, uh, Babylon yet. But God revealed it to Isaiah that there is somebody I am about to raise. That set of Sarah, he is my what? Shepherd. And shall perform all my pleasure. Even say to Jerusalem, that shall be built. And to the temple, that foundation shall be laid. Before they were, went into Ezra. Before Nebuchadnezzar came, 
to attack Jerusalem and destroy it. God has shown it to Isaiah that it is going to be destroyed. Eh? They are going to go into exile, but I'm going to raise a redeemer. And I'm going to have him give a, a decree that it shall be rebuilt. Okay? Okay, what's the next verse? That said the Lord to, to his anointed. So, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holding, to subdue what? Nations before him. And I will lose the loins of kings. To open before him the two-leaved gates. And the gates shall not be shut. Okay? Keep going. That said the Lord is anointed. Okay, go to the next verse. Are we stuck? That said the Lord is anointed. Whose right hand have I holding? To subdue nations before him, and I will lose the lands of kings. So what happened to... Uh, uh, then let's go back to verse 1. I think I lost 1 and 2. Okay. That said the Lord is anointed. Okay, I think I have it here. Whose right hand I have what? Holding. To subdue nations before him. And I will what? Lose the, the, the loins of kings. To open before him the two-leaved gates. And the gates shall not be shut. I will go before him. I will go before thee. And make the crooked what? Places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass. And cut it asunder the bars of iron. When we hear brass and iron, it's speaking about obstacles. If you are trying to break through a fence and it's made of wood, you can easily cut it. Is that not so? If you are trying to break through to some place and it's made of uh, what you call it, uh, 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 leaves, you know, some places they use leaves to build the huts. It's easy to break through. But if it is made of iron, it's not so easy. And so therefore, now you need a, an external force beyond you. So that is why he's promising Cyrus. He says, I will go before you and make the crooked places were straight. And I will break in pieces the brass of the, the, the gates of brass and cut in a center the bars of iron. So, in other words, here we are talking about a prosperity which is happening to you because God is in front of you. You see, God is going ahead of you, and the things that are difficult, that are that are restrictions, the things that are so hard that you, of your own strength, you cannot break through. The Lord said, "I am going to break it for you." Look, this is what we need. This is what we need because in so many instances, you see that you are forcing, you are trying, but the money doesn't gather. Is that something comes to eat the money away? But the Lord is alone that, that, that because Satan has hid this thing in brass doors, which we need the Lord to break through for us. And so he goes on, and I will give thee, okay, I will give thee the treasure, the treasures of what? Darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I the Lord which called thee by name and, and I am a God of Israel hallelujah Amen. you see Cyrus was called my anointed is that not so he was called my anointed but the mystery of faith was Cyrus was not even uh, an Israelite Cyrus was a Persian king do you know when this prophecy was fulfilled one year later after Isaiah died and Jeremiah became prophet. And he told them that you are going to go into Ezra. You are going to go into Babylon. And eventually, Nebuchadnezzar came. He carried them there. When Nebuchadnezzar died, his son became king. And then later on, the Medes, the Medes came to overcome 
the, the Babylonians. And then the Persia and Midbit was a, was a combined uh, kingdom. Hallelujah. And Cyrus came and became king over the combined Persia and, and, and Babylonian uh, domain. Hallelujah. And so some of the Jewish scribes who knew of this prophecy, they were telling them that, you know what? Did you know that your name is in our books? Because one, as I was writing, they were not even there. And, and then at a point, Cyrus thought that they had forged the scripture. Do you get it? They th he thought that they, 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 are, they, are, they are forging it as a way of flattery so that he will be nice to them. But then he realized that, look, this, this scripture has been transcribed for, for years and it's like so many of them. And even there are some, there are some liberal, liberal theologians who, who still don't believe that as I was written before the, the um, Babylonian captivity. Because, because why, was, as, why is it, is it, is it uh, important? Because Cyrus is an unbeliever. Do you get it? But God is calling him my anointed. Why? Because there is a purpose for which Cyrus was raised. Even though he was an unbeliever, God raised him to come to the rings of power because it is out of him that he is going to promote and emancipate his people. And it is under Cyrus' rule that he gave the edict that the Jewish people cannot return to their homeland. It started with Cyrus' edict. Hallelujah. So it, if God can use an uncircumcised unbeliever and give him such fantastic promises and he calls him my anointed and the original true anointed one is Christ Jesus. Christ means the anointed one of whom you and I are part. And the scripture says in Colossians 1 and 27 that Christ in you is the hope of glory. And if God is giving us a promise of glory, it is through Christ. And if Cyrus, the fake, well, I don't know what a fake is the word, but the, the, the junior anointed one, is giving this fantastic promise, then you and I are entitled to claim it. Yeah. Hallelujah. You and I are entitled to claim that God is one. I will give you the treasures of darkness. The treasures of darkness is not, darkness in this sense does not mean bad things. It means hidden. Treasures that are hidden, which the ordinary people don't have. He said, I will give it to you. Hidden riches of secret places. Now, your prayer topic should change. You're, you should now ask God that look, I've heard you did something for Cyrus. Why? Am I, 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 am I not also your child? You should become like David, who could challenge God in prayer. Amen. Instead of crying, rather we should use our petition to God, Lord. Why do you like Cyrus more than me? And Cyrus is an uncircumcised, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, person. But you call him your anointed. But now I am in Christ. Amen. And Lord, even though I've done some sins, you have also told me in your word that. I, who, he who knew no sin, you have what? Made him what? Sin. That I will become what? The righteousness of Christ. And so now my sin is no more an issue. Through the blood, my sin is no more an issue. And so now, the promise to Cyrus, I am clementing in Jesus' name. And if there be any brass obstacle, iron obstacle, you have promised, you will go in front of me. You shall break it. And so if I come into any hard uh, object, I say, Lord, I, I, I'm expecting something here. I'm expecting you to move this thing so that I can go through. Because now, after the gates have been opened, now I'm going to walk into what? Hidden riches of secret places. He said that, and the Lord, you see, when the Lord throws a challenge, he's throwing a challenge. He said, I'm going to do this for you to prove something. He said, to do what? To show you that, 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 that I, the Lord, which called thee by name, I am the God of Israel. 
So if you are the God of Israel, now I am one of your people. And you have called me by name. Therefore, based on this, I can rely on the Father, Lord, show me a secret. There are secrets that you have prepared for me. And I'm looking forward to it. Hallelujah. Bishop Dark said that he had a vision a long time ago. And in the vision, he was walking. And as he was walking, he came to a heap of gold coins. A very large heap of gold coins. And he said, he, he said, look, today I have, I have eaten. Amen. <laughs> today I have eaten. Sister Felicia, I have eaten. So he began to grab some. And then he had a mind that he's going to go back and bring a track. Do you get it? And load us a lot into it. So as he was pocketing some, you know, the thing is that before you go and bring the time, you have to collect some. Because if you come, by the time you come, somebody has taken it all. So he was pocketing some in his pocket, grabbing and putting gold coins. And the Lord said, you know what? Don't go back and get the track. He said, continue on the path you are going. He said, rather grab as much as can fit your pocket for now. But then continue on the path because on the path that you are going, you are going to see so many of these, so many of these gold coins heaps that it will be more than enough. But this one, don't let it be a distraction. Continue on your path. Hallelujah. And so that's why he, so when he came out with the vision, he realized that God is telling him he shouldn't be looking for money. He should make working for God his main focus. Because on the path of working for God, the prosperity will come. So here is the man who doesn't preach about prosperity so much, but he's very, very prosperous. You see, when you, one day when you set foot at an Akazo campus and you look at the structures and you ask yourself, because one day I asked myself, Lord, me too um, belong to this family. So what I'm seeing here, I, I also want it to happen to me. You see, when you look at your father, that's what Reverend Ben told me. Reverend Ben said, my friend, because I was debating whether I should vote for Obama or not. Do you, I told you that story. Yeah. Remember, I said, my friend, he called me. He called me. He said, look, it may be a long time before a black person will be running for president who has a chance to win. He said that the reason why, he said, forget about all these other social issues. He said, for the sake of our children, let's vote for him. <laughs> he said, when our children look at him being in the White House, they will know that we too, we are persons. Do you get it? So that when you have somebody somewhere, who is like a prototype, it gives you hope. That's what Bishop Dark is to me. Amen. Amen. If God can take him and make him such him, so that I, and by the way, did you know that Bishop Dark's middle name is Cyrus? Oh, okay. Hallelujah. His middle name is Cyrus. His dark Cyrus, he would melt. And so the Cyrus anointing is coming upon us yeah. in the name of Jesus. That God has called us to open doors for us and to give us what? The treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. Put your hands together unto the Lord and stand up to your feet. Father, we give you thanks. We bless you. We honor you. We adore you, Lord. We will always remain hungry, knowing that you have not finished with us. You have not finished with us. We are still growing in revelation and we are trusting you, dear Lord that you will bring us into this blessing the treasures in the darkness and the hidden riches in secret places are ours through Jesus Christ our Lord we want to take out an offering and bless his name Father we thank you so much for blessing us thank you so much for the ability to give 
in assurance that you can no one can outgive you so bless our offerings in the name of jesus amen